Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. A new week, a new uncensored podcast. And before we start with anything, Scott. Yeah. How's your face feeling? It feels kind of gross. I feel as if I smell too closely to my upper lip. I get a little hint of queso. Mm. And I'm going to be honest. I don't like it at all. I'm waiting to go to the bathroom and actually use my face wash to try to scrub up my face a little bit. But I think it got in my nose, and I think it's going to be there for at least a day. Yeah. Yeah, so if you missed our on-air show, Scott lost headphone karaoke this week, and so he had to give himself the queso facial this morning. Uh, um, and so you rubbed queso all over your face. All over my face. And, like, everyone's writing in the comments on how, like, that is not good for your pores. And one thing about me... I'm not necessarily proud of it, but I just have huge pores. Same. Like, just grand-sized pores. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. You could, like, dunk a basketball on my pores. <laughs> I hate that. It's I so awful. I do, too. I wish there was a way to get it smaller. I've yeah. never heard anyone describe their pores in that way. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm curious about, you know, because we've talked on the podcast about, you know, you're living at home with your dad, and he sort of – you know, seeing this up close, you know, what you do for a living now. How did, has he said anything about the queso on your face this morning? I don't think he knows it happened yet because when I was in the kitchen, he was still, I think, showering or working out. And so luckily I was able to get in and get out before he walked in. What's funny is I can't always read how he's processing either what I'm talking about or if he's entertained. But then I guess he listens when he's in the bathroom oh. to the show. And then you'll come out and be laughing about something. He'll be like, oh, well, Holly was right with that one. Or, <laughs> you sounded horrible. And had to oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Great. Yeah. But then in those cases, I'm like, oh, good. Like, at least he's like finding a little entertaining because half the time I'm sitting over here doing it. And I'm like, he's probably so annoyed. But <laughs> then he's not because he's laughing in the other room, like listening to stuff. So that's okay. our job. You know what? Then we've done our job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is our job. I guess mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm like, OK, cool. Like he appreciates what I do because it's. It's hard to get a grip of what the hell we do. You know? <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. It is. I think my family still doesn't quite understand. My mom gave up listening a long time ago. I actually had to go into her phone kind of secretly and take uh, and, and unfollow Miguel and Holly. Uh, <laughs> too much. You were like, no, we much. just we, we, we don't need all of that. We don't. So yeah. it, that's good that he gets it. When, when did your mom? Yeah. When did your mom stop listening, Holly? Um, I don't know. Year years ago, really. So, yeah. I mean, was she literally like, "I don't, I can't hear you talk about these sort of things." Like, I just, I got, I got to be done. Yeah. Or was it the music? Was it that too much for her? I honestly don't know because mm. we never really talked about it. It just happened. It's just like one day she was telling someone what I did because it's weird. Like she'll still tell people what I do. Mm-hmm. Like she's like proud, but then she'll be like, well, "I don't listen." 
So it's like <laughs> it's like an endorsement, but it's not. So I right. like that's when I found out she doesn't listen, just by her being like, "Oh, I don't listen anymore." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, I it may have even been like when we moved here to Tampa mm-hmm. for the second time." I don't, and I mean, because she lived in Panama City when we were in Panama City the the second time around. Mm-hmm. I I think maybe she stopped listening around that time. Wow. It's been a very long time. I just think she couldn't take it anymore. I wonder if it was when you uh, had to drink your own breast milk. Might have been it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think, was that a headphone karaoke challenge or a consequence or something? Yeah, I think it was. I had to drink my own. But yes, it was. Because whoever lost headphone karaoke would have had to drink my breast milk. Yeah, and I was like... I don't, oh I can't, I don't, I, I like that would have been so <laughs> awful if that were me. It was probably a good thing that I lost that time. Oh my gosh. Um, Because even I was like super weirded out. I was like, <laughs> why? Uh, spoiler, it's not bad. <laughs> it just, it tastes, I heard it's really good for you. It, it's well, super obviously. good for you, obviously. Mm, uh, mm. But it just kind of tasted like sweet water mm. I, I don't know it didn't taste like anything crazy i take a shot of it and i there's i'm sure there's a video somewhere oh i'm yeah i'm sure if you go through the miguel and holly facebook page yeah but it's just weird like you produced your body produced something and now you're drinking it like that's <laughs> that's so cool it's 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 awesome oh could you imagine scott if we did that now and you lost <laughs> and you had to drink holly's oh my breast God. milk would fly i'm gonna be honest i'm trying to think about certain things that are like all right what's pushing the the limit that would do it yeah that well, would be the one that's like i feel like okay now even it like back then it was one thing but even it like in covid times now i feel like you couldn't do that. oh god no yeah not right now with you know what <laughs> hey, everything we're dealing with hey i know we're trying to keep, keep you know six feet apart and sanitary and stuff here drink my breast milk <laughs> <laughs> what? What is yeah, that? that yeah, that was a rough no. one. Although it was not, like I said, it was not by far the the worst thing I've ever done. But it was definitely uncomfortable mm. is leading there, up to it. Is there anything you miss about being pregnant? I mean, because I feel like that time was recent, but yet so long ago. Like I saw the video you put up of you and Maya. I think you're at like a splash place oh, we or were something at the zoo. At the zoo, yeah. And this is when I felt like an old person because I was like, oh, my God, Maya's so big. I literally went back on your story to look and, like, zoom in and be like, oh, my gosh, she is turning into, like, a little human being. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is like, crazy. This summer, she went from little girl to she's just a kid. Yeah. Like, it's so weird to me. I will look at her even now and be like, who are you? And right. what did you do with my little baby? Because Aww. it's not, you're not this baby anymore. No. Um, it's really, it's a very weird thing to realize that it legit happened over like the course of a summer. Mm. I don't even, it like happened before your eyes. But then like when you do a thing, like post a picture and you're just like, wow, shit. Right. <laughs> so it's weird. It is weird. I, it's like, I wish that, um, uh, it's it's a weird life thing mm. because I think it's probably pretty clear that I'm not going to have any more kids now. Um, so that was like one and done. Mm. But then at the time, it's so like overwhelming and new and you don't, you know, you don't know if it's going to be the last time or not. So mm. you don't really know to like be, you know, cataloging everything. Right. Um, I will say what I do miss about that that short time because it is such a short time at the time it felt like it was like 17 years and a day but what I miss is 
feeling like I was so purpose driven for that time, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I had like one goal basically. Like, yes, I also uh, eventually started working again and, mm-hmm. and we had our goals and everything, but it just felt like I was, it was like a higher calling. Like it was a higher purpose because my entire body had been taken and it felt like an alien was in there. I mean, it really did because like you have a, a whole other person inhabiting you, which is freaking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like you're, you're called to this higher purpose of like growing a human to perpetuate the human race. Very existential and crazy. Wow, um, wow, wow, wow. So like I miss stuff like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm and I miss <laughs> this is selfish, but I don't think other pregnant women will tell you different. I miss feeling very like taken care of and mm, pampered. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because like people treat pregnant women like, you know, you're so fragile and delicate. Oh, yeah. And so I, I miss that a little bit because everybody will offer up a seat. Everybody mm. will be like to checking on you. Are you okay? Right. I didn't even know that I might not have been okay because I probably should have accepted accepted extra help. But I was like, no, I got it. I'm fine. Me and this kid, we got it. We're good. But like, it was a very, wow. it was a very special time. So I miss that. What I don't miss is all of the craziness that goes along with it. Um, you know, like the random aches and pains and like the fact that your body just continues to get bigger in, in shapes that you never knew. Is that weird? Go. Is that a weird part to see? Like, because I always wonder that when women like get just gigantic with this baby, is we that do. weird to look at yourself and be like, like you have to like wrap your head around like, okay, it's a baby. I'm not like gigantic. It's a yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, you do. But at the same time, because in society, like so much attention is paid to women's bodies, even pregnant ones from like celebrities. You're yeah. always thinking like, oh, I'm so big. Like I, we had this boss at the time who I think I had just, I, I, it was like early August, maybe it was even late July. And I wasn't due until August 8th. And so it was like late July. And he's like, God, you're as big as a house. And I was like, well, what 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 do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> he's like, what, you gonna have that baby or what? It's like a full grown toddler in there, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> so like that, I don't miss, but it's very weird. It's like I don't want to say body dysmorphia because that's a whole separate thing, mm-hmm. but it is yeah. very weird to look at yourself like eight, you know, almost nine months along, and be like, well, you're just sort of along for the ride, right? You're like just taken over by this alien that's about to pop out. So, yeah, it's weird. And it's it's been interesting lately because I feel like I'm in the second wave of friends that are either getting engaged or maybe, like, they had trouble having kids and so they're either, like, adopting or they're on their, like, IVF journey. And it just, for some reason, maybe it's because of COVID and everyone's just been sitting around and they're like, what's the next phase of life? Because yeah. they have some time to think. But I have several friends that are in my age, so I'm 35, so my friends from high school and college, they're, like, 35, 36, or 34, and they're, like, making that next step. And yeah. it's just so weird where I can, like feel the transition and life happening to like that next phase of it. And it's been really fascinating to watch. And then also having to have that conversation, um, you know, if we're going to do that sort of thing, you know, and we're not. What is your, what would your next step be? Like if you're visualizing like other people's next step, what is your next step? Um, I think for Abe and I, I think it's um, probably marriage. Um, I would say also we want to either buy a house together or build a house together. Um, So just sort of figuring out 
what that looks like Mm -hmm. and really sort of combining our finances to make that happen. Um, Because like like I got a new car a few weeks ago and he paid half of the down payment. And like that was really weird for me at first because it was like I like I, I, I do this on my own. Like my life has been like it's me against the world and I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it happen. And so like, as we were headed to the car dealership and you know, he like grabbed some cash and was like, well, you know, I'll just pay half. And it was just like, we were making the decision together about the car. And it wasn't like, well, this is Miguel's car. It's like our car. And like, as we were at the dealership and we were talking about, you know, why we wanted that specific car. And, uh, you know, we were talking about his truck that he uses for his painting business. And like, this is our car to like travel in. And it was a bunch of hours and it was just like very surreal making that decision and that that conversation at the car dealership. And that's when it was like, oh, my God, we're like moving into that next stage of a relationship. And it's like really weird. Yeah. But that's great, though. Like those are weird, but cool growing not pains growing whatever i don't know what you would say like a a benchmark maybe maybe that stages yeah stages yeah and and so we are figuring all of that out now so I, i think like our next stage is like we have we've had this app basically since we dated because we started because we knew we wanted to travel a lot together um and so we've been like it's this app called Q Capital, which I've talked about before. Yeah. And we both like contribute to like our vacation fund, but like it's very separate. Like you see what I saved, what he saved. And so we always know if we need to pay for something like a vacation or a plane ticket, um, we just use that money. And now we're going to start, we're going to open up a checking account together Mm. to start saving for this house. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> when he had surgery last week, um, like, I was the contact, like, the main contact. And then, like, his parents had to call me to get updates on what was going on. Wow. And it yeah. was just like, wh- how am I an old person? Like, how am I a- an adult? Like, how is this adulting right now? It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's been really interesting to sort of get to to this next level of a relationship and then sort of trying to figure out, you know, like, what's next. I get it. Because it, everyone's looks different. Right. Um, But there are some milestones that, like, you know, that happen that are sort of universal. So I'm excited for you. And you decided no kids. Yeah. I mean, I, I said that if we did, it would be like we would adopt, um, you know, like, to- like five, six or something like that around that age range. Because I just don't think that I would be good with the baby. Like, yeah, I, don't, I can't see you really handling a toddler or a baby. <laughs> not, not so far with your patience level that I've seen. But hey, you know, <laughs> anything's possible. But Yikes. you know, you, you, don't, that in mind. you don't think I have a lot of patience, no. Scott? No, after living with you now for like a year, <laughs> I, you know, you need your space and your time and you like things done in a very particular way. Yes. I feel like, not from experience of myself, but I feel like kids could kind of throw that around a little bit. Oh, Just, yeah. You got to be, you have to be flexible. Yeah, yeah that, that's it. Man. That would be the hardest part. I mean, <laughs> Abe and I talked about it, and he was like, you would be the bitch parent. Like, literally. Kids, I know some of these parents. Yeah, he was like, they fun. would 
hate you like literally and like but then once they got older yeah. they would be like oh my god i'm so glad he taught me all these lessons i know how to do things now as they're in therapy talking about their <laughs> yeah, traumas exactly. from their childhood yes <laughs> yes they would they would thank you eventually yeah but uh while going through it i would be an absolute terror like oh i just i would be like it needs to be this way okay well i have a suggestion mm-hmm. why don't instead of you go through the whole that just why don't y'all take maya every now and then for like an afternoon we were actually well because we were planning on doing that yeah, before then COVID, COVID happened. happened. But yeah, yeah, I absolutely like I'd love to be able to spend time with her, like take her to the bookstore or yeah. I think that I think the more people that she spends time with, the better. Obviously, right? It, a it gives me some <laughs> but also it helps her diversify her worldview. And right. it's interesting, actually. I I meant to tell you about this. I forgot until right now. So the other night uh, when we were going to bed, because her. Long story short, I had to recently explain to her how two women had twins because someone in our circle, um, the uh, woman and her wife, mm-hmm. just had twins. Mm-hmm. So she was all she loves babies, and mm. so she's looking at the pictures of the new babies, mm. and she's all excited. And as we kind of walk away from the rest of the family, she was like, "So I don't understand how did they." Don't they need a boy? I was like, Mm. that is an excellent question. Mm -hmm. The answer is yes, they do. Yes. So we went over that whole thing, and she she really seemed to get it. Mm -hmm. So then I would say that was about a month ago. And then, like, probably last week, we're going to bed, and she was like, okay, so I understand how two women can have a baby, but what if it's two guys? Oh. I was like, well. All right. (laughs) <laughs> and let me tell you, that is actually trickier to explain than two women. Right. Because with, like, just the state of childbirth, mm-hmm. it's it's a woman doing the, the birth. Right. So right. at least, like, I it's it's if you've ever had to go through this with your kid, it's easier to explain two women than it is to explain two men. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it was. So then we had to launch into, I'm like... Okay, because she understands gay now, right. by the way. Because the other day she's like, do you know? I know four gay people. Oh. I was like, <laughs> all right. She's yes. like, Miguel, uh-huh. Uncle Miguel, Abe, uh-huh. roommate Dylan. Yeah. Uh, oh, five, it's five. And oh. then like the two women with that just had the twins. Uh. I'm like, girl, you get it. Look at that. Come on, girl. She's like, are there That's any awesome. other gay people? I'm, they- like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, girl, there's a whole bunch. Yes. And I was like, you actually know more than you think you do. and Or maybe you forgot that you met them one time or whatever. But mm-hmm. anyway, so back to, uh, so I'm like, okay. So let's say Uncle Miguel and Abe <laughs> wanted to have a baby. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so. So I'm like, I can't wait to hear how you explain. It. I was like, <laughs> keep in mind, she just turned seven. So I'm right. like, okay, so, well, first you should know there's lots of options. Mm-hmm. I said, first and foremost, they could simply adopt a child, right. which is, you know, and we kind of did a brief touch on what adoption means. And I think she understands what adoption, maybe she, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was like, that's option one. Right. I go, then there's this other option. <laughs> Oh, you did you try? Understand. I really tried. Did you try to explain surrogacy? Yes. Ah, I'm like, ah. okay, so. Wait, because does she even understand like sperm and an yes, egg? Because and... I had to explain to her what sex is when she was five. Oh my because gosh. Because some 
someone on her father's side of the family said something to her about how where babies come from and how babies get made when he was on a trip to Panama City and she came home at age five being like, so-and-so said something about where babies come from and I'm really confused. Oh, and I was no. like... Oh, goodness. Oh, great. Way to just bring that out and leave it to me to pick up the pieces, which I did, by the way, very skillfully, I might add, because I researched it. I actually talked to my child psychologist friend that I have. Mm Mm-hmm. Got it. So we had we had the very first sex conversation. We, I didn't even say sex. I said where babies come from. Right. Um. When she was five. Oh my gosh. If wow. you can believe that. Five years old and she's like yeah. trying to understand. Grapple with where children come from. Not the stork. They don't just dis like they don't just magically appear in a mommy's tummy. Right. Oh. So it's just it was very tough. But now I'm actually very thankful that that happened because. And if you're a parent, by the way, and if you're struggling, this is unsolicited advice. Um, the earlier, the better. I, I don't know if I would do it. If, I don't even know if it's comprehensible before the age of five. Right. And my kid happens to be very advanced when it comes to just knowledge of things. Like, mm. you have to know your own particular kid. Some kids at five are very still, like, immature mentally. And I would not have gone down this route if that was my kid. Right. My kid happens to be um, very inquisitive, asks very detailed questions, is curious, like talks in a way that that shows me her mind is at a different level. So how did you end up explaining to her surrogacy? So I was like, um, like again, and you asked if she knew what like sperm and egg meant. Mm-hmm. She does, mm-hmm. and that has helped immensely. So again, if you're a parent, the ser- the sooner the better. And you use um, terms like vagina. Mm. I know it's so it's more awkward for you than it is for them. They right. have no idea what you know those connotations mean. That's just what you call it. Um, so I would recommend doing it that way. I looked up. It's you know per the Pediatrics Association. So she knows about the basics about sex. Um, and now she knows about how two women could potentially have twins. So I said, let's say Uncle Miguel and Abe wanted to have a baby. Oh. They need a woman. There has to be a woman involved somewhere because men cannot have babies. Mm-hmm. And she thought that was hilarious for a second. She's like, but what if they could? Could you just see Abe? I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Back I mean, track. listen, you can always show her that movie Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger from back in the day and Emma Thompson where he did get pregnant. We don't want to confuse her. I remember watching that when I was, I was like Thanksgiving Day. My mom and I, we lived in Denver. That was our tradition. Yeah. Is we would go watch a movie and we watched that and I was like so tickled by yeah, it when that, I was younger. It is such a thing that kids think is hilarious <laughs> because you have to understand there's still like you do want to teach them obviously that different things exist than just like what we've all grown up with right. but they still need a base in like here's how nature works right right so I go you need a woman so I was like this this woman mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it, it could be someone you you know you uh, like a could be a friend or it could be a stranger mm. or someone who's willing to carry the baby right so this woman is called a surrogate and so they would either take one of her eggs or an egg from someone else it started to get real complex <laughs> and i'm like i think i'm oversharing and oh, i'm like jesus cuz you don't want to conf- like you don't want to leave them with more questions right. than so i'm like so th- 
you need an egg. And you need a woman. Right. Now, you also need a sperm. So mm -hmm. that would either come from Uncle Miguel or Abe. They would make that decision. And then the sperm and the egg come together inside that other woman, and she carries the baby. And when she gives birth to the baby, she gives it to Uncle Miguel and Abe. <sighs> and she was like, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, that's okay. You know, it's that is confusing. Yeah, that's a lot. That's it's, it's actually very it's very complex, but that's the that, that's the basics. It's we'll have more conversations on it later. It's a lot for a child to wrap their head around it, especially like it's one thing maybe if you can see it happening where right. she could like with um the the moms and the twins, mm -hmm. it's like there you can visualize it and it's easier to kind of follow along right. whereas it's all sort of theory when you're mm. trying to give it to a kid about surrogacy and so i did my best now you know what that's probably best that anybody could explain it to a 7 year old right i tried trying to explain that and she like at the end of the day she just like I don't get it. And she's like, All right, whatever. Can we watch Moana? Yeah, exactly. She's like, I don't get it. So anyway, let me tell you about this nightmare I had. I'm like, oh, okay. That's fine. So that's how that went. Oh, good. Scott, do, have y'all talked about how many kids you and Mary want? Uh, we have. I mean, we've always kind of been around the same number, around like two or three. I like that idea of it. You know, I think it's just you kind of go off of what, like, for me, I go off of what I know. So I know, you know, me and my brother. Mm. I like the structure of my household growing up wasn't too bad i'd also be down to have another one three and then she came like her family's gigantic mm -hmm. she has a bunch of brothers and sisters so i think we both stopped at the number about three that's the cap how many brothers and sisters does she have she has five wow mm. how come yeah, we don't ever has, see uh, the other ones on her so i only see i really only thought she had the one brother what? Well, they're all like, I mean, they're grown. They're oh, all over in uh, Land Lake. So they I have, you. you know, their own families and stuff. And then her youngest brother that is must be the still one. in law school. That yeah, I that's mean. the one okay. that you probably see the most recently. Yeah. I got you. I got wow. you. Now, yeah. um, I saw you told us that you got your first negative COVID test on <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I got Saturday. Sunday, yesterday, I got the first. I think, yeah, it was yesterday. I got my first negative mm. test result back. That right. was yesterday. So do do you feel better? Do you feel any symptoms still? I feel fine. Like, I really do. I think it just kind of reaffirms that I feel fine that I got a negative test. But I feel fine. I do still feel weird not putting a mask on. Like, not obviously not, like, while I'm out in public. I always do. But, like, just around the house, in the car with my dad, I still wear my mask. Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't feel right, and it's just so much to risk for all of that going on. So I'm going to get another test to make sure it's still negative. But even then, I still feel weird. I think it's just once I've had it, now I'm like, I feel like I just always have it. Like mm. I feel like anything I touch is going to have it. It's a mm. weird kind of feeling because I don't feel like the negative is just like washing it away. Right. I and don't know. So is our company policy you have to have two negative tests before you come back? Yeah, I have to have two. And then also have waited a uh, like a fourteen day out of the office, something like that. Are I'm just going off the not, two. Have you not fulfilled that already? No, yeah, no, yeah, I definitely okay. have. Because I was but about to now I have to get the two negative tests. I haven't even told boss man Will yet mm. about the negative because I'm like I'm just gonna get two before I even put that on him yeah. to start that process of oh me gosh. coming back. I mean, I do give our company credit for wanting to stay very proactive mm -hmm. and, um, and you know, on guard about this. 
But I yeah. feel like there's like people in restaurants and folks handling your food and your other stuff well, that are oh. not at this standard. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, I, I, we're like, when you go anywhere and people like talk, I, I just don't get it. They'll take off their mask and they'll I'm start like, talking to you. And I'm like, no. You know, and I literally said it to my dad yesterday. I was like, you know what it feels like? It feels like somebody takes out a gun and kind of points it at you. Mm. As soon as they take down their mask and start talking, I'm like, mm-hmm. like, although for me, I'm very lucky that it didn't like wipe me out. Like I was sick for a good couple of days and then, you know, started getting over it. But, you know, you get hit with it wrong or you get a stronger strand of it. That's going to knock you on your butt. Yeah. And it's some pretty strong stuff. And it's just crazy to me that people are so just willy nilly with it that they're just willing to, you know, pull down their mask, talk to you, go in a store and not wear one at all. I'm like, y'all, like you are just threatening everyone in here. But it's, there are people that literally believe that it doesn't exist. That's just, or I just, uh, if it does, it's like, who cares? Right. And it, I it's, it's a very odd feeling that we're living in this place. I wonder if this happened in like 1918 with the mm. Spanish influenza. Oh, you know? I'm sure. Yeah, because they had yeah, they had to force yeah. people to wear masks then right. too. And, and I'm sure that people were like, "I say, good sir, I shall not be putting on this facial covering." Right. And you would think that because we have advanced and we understand more about science, that that would make people be a little bit more cautious. But no. No. Not, 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 not well, nothing. It kind of goes back to that, the documentary, The Social Dilemma, where it's like mm-hmm. our brains are still like from the Stone Age. Right. Uh, never mind how fast technology moves. We, we can't handle it. No, no. And you can tell. Um, yeah. I am curious, though. Oh, my gosh. I was about to say something. Oh, I hate when that happens and it Sorry. just left was me. Was it COVID related? It was not. Well, I think what well, I was going to say about that is I, this weekend, I think, was the first time that I had my, like, my FOMO started to, like, flare back up. Mm. Because I've been pretty good about, you know, we've been to a couple of restaurants here and there. Like, we did go to brunch um, to a restaurant sun, no Saturday morning. But we were there, like, when they opened the door. So there was, like, nobody <laughs> there. There were only, like, two other tables there. So we had our brunch. We were there for an hour, and then we got out, like, around 1230 before the, like, big brunch crowd came in. But, like, as I'm looking through people's social media, and so, like, the clubs are back open, the bars are open now. Oh, and that's I saw, right. Mm-hmm, so I saw some people out this weekend. Yeah. And, like, I haven't had, like, I've obviously wanted to go, but I'm like, well, I'll wait till things are better. But this was, like, the first weekend that I had that inkling of, like, I just want to, like, mm-hmm. take a shower, get an Uber, go to Ebor, mm. have a nice, fresh drink and one of those plastic cups at Bradley's and just see where <laughs> the night takes us. But what scares me about going out at this point is if I get drunk and we're out, how am I going to keep my mask on? Um, if I have to go to the bathroom at the bar, if we see some people that we haven't seen since last year or the beginning of this year, and we're like, hey, and then you go to hug because you're drunk. And I'm like, gonna, I, yep. I, I just don't know if I trust myself to go out to in that capacity, like maybe to like, you know, happy hour on a Friday night for a little bit for, you know, the first hour before the crowd gets in just to experience being in a bar. But then I go back to like, is it really worth it to do that? Mm. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's not even like for me, when I think about it, like what I get so frustrated about is, you know, you can do everything right. And in my case, like I I did, people were traveling, you know, and I took a 
a chance to go see family and I traveled and I did everything I could possibly do to be safe. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the people that you're surrounded with. And if you're going to a bar, going to a place, and I'm not saying not to, I'm just saying to always keep it in consideration that there are going to be a, you're going to be mind blown at just how many people, as soon as they get in that environment, it's like everything just went away. You know, you get into that room and people are like, I don't need a mask right now. Mm -hmm. Nobody, and you're going to see, because I felt this when I went traveling, as soon as you see like nobody else is wearing a mask, you take yours off. Like I saw that at like at the wedding. I was like, you know, people are comfortable. Let me just go ahead and take my mask off. Mm. And you're going to feel weird putting your mask on because it's going to feel like everybody's eyes are on you of like, why are you wearing that? And that, I guarantee you that's what the bar scene is going to be like. Because as soon as you start drinking, I have a drink. I'm allowed to put my mask down. Yeah, but now you're talking to your friends in your small circle. Mm. Bam, bam, bam. That's It's just – it's hard to kind of maneuver it. But the reality is you could be as safe as possible and you could walk out of there. And the next day you're going to be like, ooh, I don't feel too good. Yeah. That's the scariest <sighs> thing about it. Well, so I got a lot of decisions to make on exactly <laughs> what what we're going to do because it's like – I and then like you feel trivial because, you know, there are people that are like, you know, immune compromised where they can't do anything and they can't go anywhere. And here I am like, I just want to go to a bar and have a drink. And they're like, bitch, I just want to go to the grocery store. But if I do, my uh, uh, asthma is going to cause me to get coronavirus easily and be very painful for me. So it's just such a weird, weird time. And I wish there was another phrase I could use instead of weird. No, it's just weird. It, it just is. It's 2020 is crazy. Yes. Yes, it is. It's crazy. All right. Well, we are done up in this piece. Please make sure to leave us a review. And I got a lot of people in the Miguel and Holly fam that have reached out over the past week to get some Miguel and Holly stickers. So those will be in the mail. If you want one, you can always shoot me an email, Miguel at hot1015tampabay.com with your name and your address. Scott, what's all of your social media information? All of it is at Scott Tavlin. S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. How close are you to 10,000 on Instagram? I think I'm about like 500 away. Mm. Oh, let's see if we can get that before the end of the year so you can finally swipe up. That's the goal. I, we, I need that. Now. I always feel so yeah. bad when Scott shares something from the Miguel and Holly Insta. And he's <laughs> like, well, I can't. You can't swipe up on mine, but you can click on that and go there. Sorry. Yeah. Poor yeah, thing. Holly, let's get you up there. what's your social media? Uh, mine is Radio Holly. And on Instagram, I've been sitting at 19.4K mm. for like five months now. Oh. So I nothing happens at 20, but I would just like to get there. Because <laughs> I'm... I'm petty. Uh, so anyway, Radio Holly on Instagram. Also TikTok and Twitter and Holly on Hot 101.5 on Facebook. Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat. And make sure to follow us. And we will see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. Catch up, catch up, catch up. Catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.